Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Enlighten Me podcast. You are listening to episode 99 of the show. But before we dive in today, I want to take a second to thank a sponsor who is helping to make this show possible. Today's show is made possible by Goods and Better Store. Goods and Better is a shop featuring gear and home goods that benefit foster children. Through the Buy It Forward program, your Goods and Better purchase brings some better to a child entering foster care through their partnership with Foster the Family. Use the link in the show notes to shop Goods and Better today. Well, welcome, friends. In case you didn't hear, today is episode 99. What a milestone. In some ways, I never thought I'd get here, and in other ways, I feel like I've been podcasting forever, so how is it possible that I only have 99 episodes? Well, either way, I'm excited to be here with you today, and so excited that you decided to tune in because I'm carrying on an important conversation for episode 99. Today, Rasha Hamad from Youth Underground is back to talk with us more about human trafficking. Last week, I invited Rasha on the show to educate us on what human trafficking is and all the different forms it can take. There's a lot more to it than what many of us might think of when we think of trafficking. This is a crime that doesn't discriminate against age, gender, or geographical location. If you missed part one, make sure you go back and listen to that first because it contains information that we all need to know. Today in part two, Rasha and I are talking more about how we can help to fight trafficking. Her organization, Youth Underground, works specifically with the youth to help fight trafficking through education and prevention efforts. We're chatting about how they go about engaging and working with the youth and how we can also do this in our own lives. So parents, listen up. There are a lot of tips here for you today. And as you listen, don't forget about rating and reviewing the show. Ratings and reviews help more people to find the show, and trust me, more people need to hear content like this. You can do that on whatever app you're using to listen, and that's also where you can find the subscribe button. You're going to want to make sure you subscribe because next week is, drumroll please, episode 100 of the show. I'm going to be back on air with my favorite guest ever, and I'll give you a hint. He lives in the same household as I do, and we share the same last name. We'll be on next week to reflect on the past 99 episodes and to talk about changes coming to the show as well as our own lives. It's going to get personal, so you don't want to miss that. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you can be sure to hear next week's content, and you can find all the links that Rasha and I referenced today in the show notes as well. All right, enough disclaimers. Let's get to the good stuff. Here is part two of my conversation with Rasha. Really cool. Okay, yeah, and that's a great transition to talk more about your approach and yeah, how you're working to prevent trafficking. So I mean, you kind of just answered my big question of why you choose to focus on youth specifically. And I know you said you're focusing on middle school age to college age, kind of like mm-hmm. young adults and everything. And so I guess, how do you let me ask you first, how do you go about engaging with the youth? Like, do you work through schools? Or what's your approach? We do work through schools, and what we've done is that we've introduced uh, the topic of human trafficking into school curriculum. So that's our biggest impact. It's not something oh, okay. that that's out in the media. We've been in, we are in the media, but people tend to see the campaigning part of what we do. But our biggest impact, and something that I'm extremely proud of, is that we've introduced um, human trafficking in schools. So so students actually mm-hmm. learn about human trafficking as part of their curriculum and it's younger and younger and we want to to have it at a much younger age the, mm-hmm. the issue is parents are as i said are afraid they feel that if you talk about issues like that with with very young kids they they'll you know 
it, they, they won't feel comfortable. But the thing is, there's always an age-appropriate manner to get your message across. And I would say for, for the younger kids, like um, even below the tweens, you know, it's what you need to talk about is your boundaries, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about how uh, if you feel uncomfortable, speak to, to an adult that you trust. If somebody makes you uncomfortable, speak, you know, there are ways of getting the message across. Mm-hmm. So what we basically do to answer your question is we started off by giving small presentation. When we first started, we started giving small presentations at schools mm-hmm. and then the numbers just increased. And then uh, once that happened, then it was in different groups um, with media uh, involving uh, students in, in like media campaigns. There was one which we had with CNN, a few we had with CNN, but in 2017 when they launched an initiative called My Freedom Day. We launched it with with students talking about the importance of freedom. So it's really involving the youth in every part of the conversation mm-hmm. and talking. Essentially, we start with schools, but then it goes online, and then it becomes who who would like to talk about have a be involved in a campaign like we would have earlier this year. We had during COVID, we had posters you know, with featuring teenagers and like we had the youngest was seven years old with a youth underground t-shirt and saying, you know, talking about human rights and it was their choice. So it's something from, from different schools and they, we would have, we had that, that campaign and we had the posters on all public transportation vehicles mm-hmm. like buses and trams and so that everyone can see them. So we, we really, Initially, it was physical presence in schools, but now it's um, both online and and via Zoom and having workshops and conversations and and sending students to to different parts of the world for you know to have internships with with different organ anti trafficking organizations that we trust. Mm-hmm. So so that that's how we we spread we spread the word. Mm-hmm. Great, yeah. That's so cool that you're able to work with the schools in that way. I think that's really great. And I wanted to say, like, I I wonder, when you said that, I wondered if there'd been any pushback either from administration or parents about, you know, exposing t- kids to this information. And I feel like something I've seen just as a parent, and I my oldest is two and a half, so I don't have that many years of parenting experience mm-hmm. under my belt, but even with that, um, I got a book that's about like body parts and how babies are born exactly. and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just because from mm-hmm. all my research, I've heard like, just start talking about it when they're young. And like, like you said, there's always going to be an age appropriate way to like handle those conversations, but sure. they're not too young to be learning about this. Like they know all their other body parts. So why can't we talk about those ones, exactly. you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then they realize there's something wrong. Yeah. Mm, normalize it yeah yeah and and just and just trying to make it like a comfortable like I want to be the person they ask these questions to so I'm gonna start now and it's funny because someone saw that I had that book and they were like oh he doesn't need to know about that yet like like they thought it was kind of sad yeah (laughs) and like like as if I'm like I don't know like 
taking away his innocence in some way. And I'm like, on the contrary. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe he doesn't need to know about it right now. But yeah, I, f- I think I'm doing him more favors than I am. On the contrary, Biri. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, that's amazing parenting. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, I... is. it is because, because what you're doing is that you're, you're teaching your child boundaries and yeah. you know you're you're having you're having con- a conversation basically mm-hmm. and your child will come to you later and throughout throughout right your child will come to you for anything that's it's, it's you have a son you said yeah yeah two two boys yeah yeah so yeah two boys yeah. so they'll come to you for anything in the future uh-huh. you know right. they'll come to you for the most trivial thing that happened in their school but then they if they want to talk about other issues they will yeah and that's really good because they'll be talking to you they, uh-huh. they'll feel safe talking to you uh-huh. and that's what it's all about you're protecting them right by 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 sharing age appropriate obviously you're not going to tell a, a two-year-old that the world is horrible and be careful and no there are ways like you're ta- talking about body parts and and understanding and if somebody if you feel uncomfortable with somebody it doesn't somebody doesn't you know just tell me you know he doesn't need to be be exposed to anything he just there's sometimes you know there's an energy and you feel that this person is off and you don't understand why children feel that they're very tuned attuned to you know to to you'll find that kids will navigate to people who are really are good people yeah, and they they the, sometimes they won't. They'll kind of shy away from those, and you wonder why. You're like, "But that's a very nice person. Why are they feeling uncomfortable?" Mm-hmm. But it's it's a feeling they have, and I think we need to honor that and respect that, yeah. and not push kids to go with people or be in situations they they feel uncomfortable being in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I think that's great. I yeah. think that's totally. I think that's great. That's that's our psychology I mean that's Mm -hmm. and for me I'm a parent and I always spoke to my kids obviously not about you know it it just kind of normalized just talking about once you talk about anything and just talking in general they feel that they can come to you with anything and and that's what I was fortunate to have is that they they started coming to me about the first of everything Mm -hmm. the first drink the first this the first that and we've all been through it. it doesn't mean you know just be you try a drink doesn't mean you're going to be an alcoholic you're you're like no it's good but you know just you know now that you know what it's like it's not a good idea that's that's how you you teach your children mm-hmm. I love that that's great speaking of which what's your advice for the parents or whatever the teachers or anybody who's working with youth or not you know whatever to mm-hmm. kind of carry out this work in their own lives like how can we help with preventing human trafficking i think the most important thing is first of all understand learning what it Mm -hmm. is understanding what it is reading about it educating yourself about Mm -hmm. it and and reach out to organizations or that you resonate with that talk about it in an in a in a relatable manner and what we do is that we try and, and share the information in, in a way that youth can understand. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one thing I think is, is really education and have conversations about it, mm-hmm. speak about it. Mm-hmm. So that, like, I'll give you an example is that when, when we had presentations, I gave presentations in, in different schools, some of them were really young. Mm-hmm. And 
just by by you know sharing the information about how to recognize the signs mm-hmm. like if somebody is a if somebody's withdrawn or if somebody's not there's a change in behavior or whatever that's something to look out for and we had actually we've had kids actually you know reach out to us by email like we we want to just you know in we're wondering whether we have a friend who's who's not behaving as you you know is not as as happy as all as as that they're not always as happy as they are there might be something going on mm-hmm. is there you know maybe something happening in the house it doesn't have to be human trafficking obviously but it's just the fact that they that when you talk about something they're more aware of their surrounding and then they can see a change in in a, in somebody else's behavior is a great thing they could be it could be domestic violence it could be child abuse it could be anything mm-hmm. and when you when you do talk about it then what's important with youth is that they share this information between themselves when they're teenagers in particular the adults don't have much say it's really they they listen to themselves so when they have the information they what we call we call it the ripple effect they just share that information and then they they teach themselves mm-hmm. and that's what's so important is that to be able to share that information and and have conversations as much as possible about anything not human trafficking per se but just about anything and once you're you start opening up then you can have you know you'll find that that people will have conversations about anything that they're comfortable or uncomfortable about Mm -hmm. that's great yeah that's great advice and I guess I should have asked too the work that you're doing like when you said you're in the schools and helping with curriculum and that kind of thing is that in Switzerland or are you working in other countries too we're in Switzerland and other countries. Okay, great. Like the, we've we've put the curriculums we've put together are in Switzerland because of COVID, you know that. So that hasn't really helped. But we have had online in other countries uh-huh. as well. Okay. But we want to now with with the restrictions hopefully going down. I like to be in the country itself. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had them in France and Cameroon. We've had them in the states. We've had them as well. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'd like, you know, hopefully we're, what we're aiming is to, to implement them on a more official basis and, and be there on site to see how the students react, meet with the teachers face to face, because you can do so much online, but you know, when you're with the, with the students themselves, you, you can, you kind of under, get a pulse of their reaction and understand where, what they want to know, what they're comfortable about, what they don't know. And it's and it's a great dynamic. So mm-hmm. um, online is great, but um, but I'm looking forward to being being with with students on a face to face basis. Oh yeah, I bet, I bet we can all yeah. relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, um, I always ask my guests this to kind of wrap things up. But if you had to pick a main message mm-hmm. that you wanted listeners to walk away with today, what would that be? I think what. What's important for me, the main message is that understand that when you have the information, the right information, you can create, you can make the change mm-hmm. and you can empower yourself. You know, the idea is that you you are capable of doing anything if you have the right information to do that. And don't count on others. If you want to make a change, be brave enough to to do it. 
and and surround yourself with with good people mm-hmm. just a, a good support system mm-hmm. that's what i would say empower yourself with with information and and we we can all do we can all make a change we can all make a difference and all our voices matter mm-hmm. you know and that's what that would be my takeaway yeah love it okay uh, I do want to ask you a few fun questions before I let you go. Um, and so first and foremost, what's the most impactful book that you've read? And that can be something that you've, you know, learned more about human trafficking with or something totally unrelated, your choice. Totally unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there, are, there are three books that I love. There's one called, there's a one called A Man, which is a very old book by a, a, journal, a journalist, an Italian journalist called Oriana Fallaci. And uh-huh. I remember reading that when I was in a teenager and I loved it. And then there's 100 Years of Solitude by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. I, I love that book. Okay. And there's another third one. Sorry, you asked for one, but I'll no, no. That, most people can't option. pick one, so you're fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, and my third one would. Do, I mean, it's not in order, but uh, one is is across boundaries, which is about the apartheid regime in in um, South Africa at the time. It was in in ninety seven, in the nineties. Okay. I love that book. Okay. It's called Across Boundaries. Okay. I haven't heard of any of those. So great recommendations. What about something that you've listened to or watched recently that you think everybody should hear like podcast, documentary, anything like that? I saw a well documentary. There's one that I saw recently and it's called, and it's, it's good for everyone. Actually, it's called the wisdom of trauma and it's trending actually on social media, um, on, on, yeah, on social media at the moment. And it talks about how, you know, understanding trauma and but but from a very from much lighter perspective, it humanizes people who've had experiences, and it just it shows that how we're all connected. Like for you know, for example, somebody in in jail is you know has had who's who's made the wrong choices. They interview that person, and you realize well he's come from a dysfunctional home, or but it humanizes. It's it's done in a very endearing way. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was very good. There's a film I saw recently, which is called Father, with with Anthony Hopkins. I thought it was really good. It's a bit heavy, but it's really good. I'm looking forward to the James Bond because I love uh, <laughs> I love movies. Okay. Otherwise, there's one documentary which is really good, which is um, at the heart of gold. Uh, it's about in the in the USA gymnastics. Uh, it's yeah. about the USA gymnastics, and that's that's related to yeah to abuse. Yeah, that's but that's so well done. It's it's an amazing it's an amazing documentary. Yeah, I did watch that it's one. A, oh yeah, it's powerful. I thought it was really good. Very yeah. powerful. Absolutely. And then podcasts. I love youth podcasts, but there's uh-huh. a, I have a there's a survivor friend who's become a friend called Rayanne Irving she does a podcast called Focus Forward which I thought I think is really amazing because it really dives deep into issues people are perhaps a little uncomfortable talking about but it's fun as well oh okay good to know Mm. yeah I haven't heard of that one yeah cool Mm. great okay and last but not least what about a brand or a product that you're really liking lately that's totally nothing to do with trafficking at all but I'm really into vegan products at the moment and I love (laughs) I love oat milk. I'm totally into oat milk and vanilla milk at the moment. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, me too. I've actually been making my own. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's really pretty easy. Um, it's just oats and water, and then you can add like some other things for flavor. Like I do a little bit of vegan, um, like protein powder, and a oh, little nice. bit of like cashews for thickness. Um, so oh, nice. yeah, but yeah. yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cheap to make and not too hard. So but that's good to know. Yeah, I'm totally. I'm a, I'm now these days. I mean, I can't have. I can't not have oat milk in at home which is really strange I mean but that's my that's my product at the moment yes no I I'm with you what what brand do you use in Switzerland well they're they're Swiss there there's something called karma believe it or not which is not bad okay but I really go for I, I go for the packaging which is which is a bit I like nice packaging you know, if, I, if uh-huh. it looks yeah. very natural, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll get it. I I love that. So um, yeah, it's not like in the states. You know, you have the big brands here. It's it's and it's also this kind. These products are really kind of starting in in Switzerland. They're not. It's not like you can. Sure. You yeah. They're not like it. Not like in the states where I think you have a whole section and you just you just indulge. You know, which is which is amazing. Yeah. Here you kind of have yeah. to get out of your way to, to find like a, a corner in a in a supermarket or something at the grocers to uh-huh. to find these uh-huh. products, but they're they're so good. Well, especially there because aren't parts of Switzerland known for their dairy like Lucerne? Yeah, absolutely right. You're right. Yeah, chocolate. <laughs> yeah, we're known for yeah. chocolate. So yeah. there's a lot of fair trade chocolate and vegan chocolate, which is really uh-huh. good actually. I tried that. Okay. Yeah, chocolate is something funny we we do eat a lot of chocolate here which is um it's really good um yeah uh-huh. there's cheese as well but now they are getting uh, dairy-free cheese and and we kind of yeah i i look out for those uh-huh i find yeah. i find the the difference is amazing actually mm-hmm. oh yeah totally i feel like as the years go by the vegan options grow and grow more in the store like right it's yeah. it's pretty cool when you go in and there's a new like vegan product with the other non-vegan options i'm <laughs> yeah. like oh it's catching on <laughs> yeah it's not that i'm vegan or anything not at all but i love i love the taste and i love yeah. the you know it's just you feel healthier you do. You know, I mean, because so, you know mm. you're like eating more vegetables and more plants, even mm. without really having to try exactly. that hard. So, yeah. And then it opens your mind to different things like makeup and creams and all sorts mm-hmm. of, you know, kind of natural products. Yes. So yeah, I think it's it's a great thing. So that's what that's what I'm I'm into lately. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I love it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> well, um, how can people connect with you if they want to? learn more about Youth Underground, get involved in some way, or maybe just learn more about trafficking? Um, what's the best way to get in touch? Yeah, social media. Uh, it's okay. just very easy. You just We have our website, so it's youthunderground.com, uh-huh. youth-underground.com. And, on, and we have our social media there. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. We're not on Snapchat okay. or tiktok it's just you know there's too much going on too many of those but but instagram is is where we're where we're we have a good presence and and depends what you're you're kind of interested in i would i would advise instagram yeah because we have 
Um, so you, we have themes, we have survivor stories, we have videos every Saturday, we have, you know, mm-hmm. um, live chats between youth and survivors of human trafficking, which are amazing. Mm-hmm. So Instagram is really um, what I would recommend. Otherwise, it's by, you know, email, okay. which is, again, just look Youth Underground and you'll find us. And every, it's just, it's really that easy. Okay. Great. Well, I will make sure to link that website in the show notes too and in your social handles so that people can find you. But I agree. I, I think Instagram is where I first found you. So love what you're doing. And yeah, yeah thank you so thank much. Thank you so much, Mackenzie. It was great. Yeah. Thank you for your time today to educate us all on such an important topic. I really appreciate you giving your time and um, more power to you. Keep on going. It's awesome what you're doing. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks so much. And thanks for your interest and for reaching out. It was, uh, it was, it was great. Absolutely. You have the power to make change. Don't wait around for someone else to do it for you. If I could bottle up one message to capture the heart of the show, that would probably be it. Change making starts with knowledge. So let's keep learning together about the dangers of human trafficking and find ways to educate those around us, especially our youth who are so, so vulnerable to this crime. Whether you're a parent or not, I hope you found this information valuable and feel empowered to help with this humanitarian crisis. Rasha's organization has so many great resources for us. So make sure you check them out if you're ready to do something about this. You can find the links to connect with them and me in the show notes, and that's also where you'll find the link to Shop Goods and Better. You can view those show notes on whatever app you're currently using to listen on or on my website, heartfelthippie.com. Make sure you subscribe to the show too so that you get notified when a new episode is available. Subscribing is easy. Just click the subscribe button next to the name of the show and you're done. Again, next week is a big one, episode 100, so make sure you tune in to hear me get all real. Don't forget about leaving a rating and a review as well and connecting with me and Rasha. Until next week, find ways to have those age-appropriate conversations with your kids about these critical topics. Remember that your voice matters and holds the power to create change and keep seeking to get enlightened. Peace out.